0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the
1: leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
0: Hi, I'm Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast.
1: You know, when we think about if you're, I don't know, at least from the business angle, when you're doing this long enough, you're going to have periods of time where things feel super aligned, and you're super, um, you know, you're just feeling like wow, like everything I touch turns to gold. And then other times, you're going to be like, wow, nothing is fucking working, and I hate everything. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Best Life Podcast. This is Jill Coleman.
0: This is Danny J.
1: And, yeah, that's uh, true. what are we
0: talking about today? <laughs> um, well, what are we talking about today? Well, um, okay. What? So actually, I
1: wanted to talk about this because um, actually, we had Brad Bizjack on the podcast, what, six months ago or so? And yeah. he just put out this um, – he's doing like a free sort of like mindset. I was affiliate for him. He has this five-day free mindset challenge. And I had him on the other po- my other podcast last week to talk about it from a business angle. And he was saying stuff like, you know, what you focus on grows and like kind of stuff we've talked about before, like, you know, what, what you focus on grows, like the mindset that you're in, you tend to attract more of that. So he used the example of of like business is brutal. If I believe that business mm. is brutal – then I'm only going to see things that affirm that belief and things are going to then feel really hard versus if I say business is fun, then chances are I will see more things in the business that feel fun instead and, and I'm focusing on that and like that's my mindset going into it I can get curious or I get you know I get like more like oh that's interesting or I stay more clinical then business is brutal then I'm always like I'm trying to look for ways that this is like all bad and then I just and then you then you're operating from a place of this sucks and then you tend to attract more things that suck uh, more sucky experiences and I was kind of like but bread. What if your experience is that business is brutal, like your lived experience? (laughs) And so this gets into a larger conversation I want to have today about scarcity. This is something that is in our space, in the in the business space, in the personal development space, there's like, are you in a scarcity mindset or are you in a, an abundance mindset? And mm. you hear people and it's a ni- nice soundbite. And I kind of said this to Brad, it's a nice soundbite. Like if you're in scarcity, like if I have a client who's like Jill, but you don't understand, like I literally cannot pay my fucking bills. <laughs> like
0: yeah. I need to
1: make money. All of us would probably say, look, the hardest time to make money is when you're like, I need to make money. Like, that's oh, like from an energetic standpoint, because what kind of energy are you putting out there? You're putting like a desperate, anxious, you know, scare, scared energy out there. You're probably, it's probably not the best energy to like <laughs> make people feel confident in investing with you, which is exactly what you want to create. So it's so hard when you are in scarcity, especially mostly around money or success or. Uh, I don't know, followers or, you know, how many times have you heard it from a client say, I'm just like, I'm, uh, what's the word? Like I'm spiraling because this week I had three clients cancel in one week. And these other three clients, their, their contracts are getting ready to expire. And like, it's all happening at once. I've had, I remember being a personal trainer and having that, like, it seemed like everyone was canceling all at once. And it's so hard to not feel like Wow, this is means this means like I'm literally gonna have no money. I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills. I'm gonna be end up on my parents' couch if I'm lucky, right? I don't move home. Like, and we just catastrophize, and then you have people in the online space being like, "But you just need to think abundantly and just turn it around." And you're like, "Thanks, but also I literally don't have any fucking money to throw out this bill right now." How do you get out of scarcity, like that feeling? Because I actually agree with the Mm. higher level, like, you know, sort of soundbite, which is when you operate in abundance, you do attract more abundance. Like, that's the thing. We've all had that experience too, where we just feel good. Like, we just feel like, wow, everything we touch turns to gold and it, and like, all of a sudden you're like, wow, so many people are coming in all at one time. And it's like, things are really good. And it's because, and then so it's easy to be in abundance when things are really good, right? But how do you stay in abundance and attract abundance when, like in reality, people are canceling or people are, you know, their contracts are expiring and you have that? So it's hard.
0: How do you deal with this? Yeah. I I have a lot of interesting – this is a good conversation to have and it's nuanced and it's something – I was just having a conversation on threads with a girl. She posted this. She said, it's criminal to not acknowledge the failed systems in someone's life and place the burden of guilt in someone for not just, quote, changing their mindset. And when you, the customer, can't utilize the program in real life, it's their failure, not the failure of the person who sold them the course. Um She said, it's kind of like selling a diet. And I'm not saying mindset isn't important, but it's really easy for privileged women to make a Canva course, slap an angel number on it, and price it and sell. I I had to laugh about the slap an angel number on it because I just see that a lot. Like this course is $222. So there's this this idea, and I've seen this where, and you've seen this, like the manifestation coaches who sell you this course, but if it's not working, it's not because of the course, it's because you don't believe it enough and you're not trying hard enough. So I think there is this. There is an abundance mindset, and there is also um, systems and things outside of our control. And there's this, I guess, my only sentence for this is there's a yes, and there's like, yes, if you can be more in abundance and you can feel that way, then you tend to attract that. And also, sometimes the shit hits the fan and everything's falling apart, and you're like, oh, I got to save something. I really think it comes down to um, control. And what I mean by that is, uh, I just met this guy recently. He, he was going to give this talk and he was supposed to talk on financial freedom. And he goes, actually financial freedom is this kind of term in our industry that we're really trying to stay away from. It's really financial control. It's how you can feel like in control of your finances. And I was pondering that idea and I was really thinking about it. It seemed like this abundance versus scarcity mentality. I think it ultimately comes down to control. If you feel like you're out of control in your finances, you tend to see more things that are falling apart. Ah, Like everybody's leaving. I'm going to be on the couch of my mom and I'm going to be homeless. Like the the catastrophizing happens. And when you feel like you're doing something, like you're putting energy out, you're marketing, and suddenly people are buying from you and it's working, you feel like you're in control of that. And I know there was times in my career where like the algorithm wasn't working the same way and I was posting and posting and doing all the things that people weren't buying. And that's when I was feeling in scarcity, but I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing all the right things. It was this feeling of being out of control. When I work with people and Find the Money project, a lot of people are in a place of like, I don't know where, like my bills are X number a month and I'm spending More than that. And I don't know how I'm going to get, how I'm going to make up that difference. And I have them start doing things like, hey, eat what's in your house. Don't go grocery shopping this week. Sell what's in your garage. And when they start doing those things, they start getting more money and they start getting more confidence and they start um, being able to see the, The light at the end of the tunnel, but I believe it's because they're doing something they can control. So ultimately, I kind of think the answer to this is like about abundance and scarcity is finding something you can do that you can control and something you can do consistently so that you can build more confidence. And the confidence leads to, quote, the abundance mindset. But I think really, abundance mindset, now that I'm like really thinking about it and having this conversation, it's more about confidence and that confidence in yourself and the confidence that you can control an outcome. And I think scarcity Mm -hmm. comes when you feel like you are out of control and you can't control the outcome and things are happening to you.
1: Oh, so good. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Until you said that, I was like, that's exactly what it is. Because when you're in abundance, you feel like what you do matters, right? You're like, oh, I can... I have a hand in my fate. I feel like if, you know, like I just get better at the thing. And that's that's kind of what I want to have this conversation. I did have, and we were, we were talking um, right before we turn on the mic, that you and I have been doing this for a long time. And if you're just doing, if you're in a job, or especially as an entrepreneur, for as long as we've been entrepreneuring, like you're going to have... Times where everything feels really aligned and it feels like, wow, like it's like, wow, everything's just hitting right all at the same time. And like, it, it's like a, there's a, like this moment where you just feel like, yes, the money's coming in and like the, the offer is great and people want it. And you just feel like, wow, I really created this thing that to your point, I have control over. But there's also going to be times, if you do it for long enough, where you're going to go through maybe long stretches of just wondering, am I still good at this? you know, am I still good at this? Am I still relevant? Right? It's just a long time, right? So anyone can feel relevant within two a two-year career. But when you do for 13 years, you go, wow, I started when yeah. I was 29. I'm 42 now. Have I aged out of this type of business? You know, do I even know my shit anymore? What I was teaching 10 years ago is a dinosaur at this point. You know, I can never teach that now. And I went through a serious probably two year period between 2018 and 2019 of feeling really in scarcity. And I remember having the awareness of it, like Jill, like you're playing small, like you, you're doubting yourself more than you ever have. You like, you feel like things aren't clicking. You feel like you're trying things and it's like not exactly hitting the way it once was. And that does take a hit to your self-confidence, like you said. And I remember this one moment because I know intellectually what I need to do to get back into abundance, and I just didn't want to fucking do it. But I was actually um, launching my mastermind in 2019, and I had someone apply, and they just weren't a good fit. And this was actually after someone in my mastermind said to me, and this is just like part of feeling it's scarcity, she said, Jill, I love you, but I'm at the top of this mastermind. Like There are people in mm-hmm. here who like – she didn't say there are people in here who are scrubs. So she's like – I feel like I'm answering all the questions. I feel like, you know, you Mm -hmm. haven't in her, she did shit in a nice way, but she felt like I wasn't protecting the integrity of the mastermind. I was like, this is really good feedback for me because when you're in scarcity, you do just take something because it's money. And so I remember her saying that and I was like, she's right. You know, I promised a level of proficiency in this mastermind. I promise that everyone's going to be on the level. Because in a mastermind, people are learning from each other. They're not just learning from me. And part of that is like it's like peer-to-peer coaching. And so we can't have people in there who have had massive success and other people who are just like just barely learning and not being able to contribute just because they don't have it yet. And when she said that to me, I was like, she's right. I can't just let anyone in if they're ready to pay me $10,000. At the time, it was ten k. And so I had someone apply it and it would have been – she was like really wanting to be in it. She was like ready to pay in full like $10,000 and I just had to say, you're not right for this. And that was really painful at that time. Like I wanted $10,000 like right then, you know, and it's like it's so easy. But what happened with that decision and others like it around that time where I knew that that was the only thing that I needed to start – even if it didn't feel right, I need to start operating in abundance – then things changed, right? And the pandemic happened or whatever, but and things changed severely in the business. But that was a big thing for me at that time was having to turn away money. And that sounds counterintuitive because the last fucking thing you want to do when you're in scarcity. But I had to do it to like reaffirm to myself that I, I need to do better. Like I have to get on the level and I have to really do better. And it's not that this person was a bad person. She was fine. It wasn't the right container for her, but it was things like that. So one thing could be turning away a client who's not a right fit or firing a client who you know is a fucking problem client, but you have to fire them, but you don't want to because you're going, well, it's money. But then you have to ask yourself, how much emotional bandwidth is this problem client taking up? Or do I take on the wrong client? It ends in refund requests, mismanaged expectations, they leave, You know, this shit doesn't work for them. Like So- I, you have to actively decide to do things that are going to build back your self-confidence, like you said. And sometimes it's the exact opposite thing you want to do when you're in scarcity.
0: Dude, it's such a good example. And turning away money and turning away clients, especially when you feel like you need the money, is such a hard thing to do. But in general, I found that it's such a, um, I hate to say like signal to the universe, but it is this signal that you don't have to take everything. And not all money is good money. Sometimes, and we've all been there, anyone who's ever worked with clients or even just, if you've worked a job and you've you've had like customers and they've shown up and you're like, I want to fire this person. Like they are not worth whatever amount of money they're paying you or whatever amount of headache they're giving you. And- it takes a it takes some guts to walk away from something especially if it's a big check and I've seen this over and over and and you know I've seen a lot of like stories on like biographies and things where maybe even it was like Rocky like somebody offered his rocky movie for like thirty thousand dollars and he's like no this is gonna be big and he walked away from that and he was broke like he had to he had to sell his dog to even like make rent or eat food and he, that movie ended up grossing so many millions of dollars and I don't know if thirty thousand was the right but it was was like a small amount, but it was not nothing for someone who was broke. And it is interesting how we have to have some self-belief, but in order to create belief, you got to do something that you're in control of. And so mm. I I would say if mm. you're feeling in scarcity, you have to look around on what feels out of control and what you, will, what you can control because control is really what gets us um, and it's—I hate saying control. Some in some parts of me, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs we try to control too much, and, and a lot of things we, we can't. can't. control
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think I, I'm like kind of saying this with like, please understand what I mean by control, because you can't control everything. But if you're feeling like I'm in scarcity because all these things are happening, you got to find the thing that you can get control over so that you can have some kind of mastery or feeling of confidence over your situation. Because hopelessness only Mm -hmm. comes from a place of not being able to do anything. Like there's even hopelessness and helplessness of if there's nothing you could do, like let's say you're living in a... War torn country as we have going mm. on in the world right now, and you're getting bombed, and there's not like you're like, there's nothing I could do. There is nothing in you that makes you feel like you can go out and say something. Or I know I feel like there's people in situations w- from afar. You're like, if I was there, I would just go march or I go talk to my supervisor. And it's like, if you are in a situation enough times where no matter what you do, it doesn't, nothing helps you have learned helplessness. You just, you're like, there's nothing I can do. I'm done. Like, I can't do anything. And so if you're finding yourself feeling like nothing that you do matters, you start to feel helpless and then nothing does change. So you have to really look at what can you do? And maybe it isn't, like you can't bring back the clients who quit but maybe there's something you can do maybe it is just like selling your shoes on Poshmark so you can make a few bucks so you feel like like you're doing something and that something maybe doesn't even have to do with what you're doing for work but it has to like it gives you some sense of like I'm doing something to make a difference whatever that difference is so that I can build up my personal confidence so that I don't feel like I don't have anything going for me and that's such a tricky thing and it's hard to get out of especially if it's been going on a long time like Let's say you're looking for a job and let's say you've been applying and you apply and you apply and nobody's hiring. And suddenly now you have this mantra, nobody's hiring, nobody wants me. And now you're like, you see a job pop up that you could be good for and you're like, I'm not even going to bother applying because nobody's hiring. Like they're not going to get me. And so what can you do to get out of that mentality so that you can feel like you have some effectiveness again, that you can do something and that you're whatever you're doing is making a difference. And if you're doing the same thing over and over and it's not working, it's time to try something else that gives you a level of control over your situation. And then you can start to see different um, opportunities popping up or different ideas will start coming to you. Or, or I don't know, like more opportunities come, but it's it takes a level of getting out of that. Um, helplessness and getting into some amount of action that you have uh, amount of control over.
1: Yeah, actually it was interesting and this is a little bit of a different example, but um, when Keith was trying to get hired uh, to be a fireman, it's really competitive in Southern California, and I think when he took the test for LA County, he was like 40 there's 4500 people taking the written exam. It's like it's super competitive Sheesh. in Southern California for fire. Um and I remember him saying like Telling me about it, and he just goes, "Well, I just did all the things. Like if there was some, an opportunity to do something, I just did it because I never had. He's like, I never had control over like if they if a, of a department hired me, like I just never did. But I would take all of their tests. I would retake their tests. Yep. I would show up if there was a volunteer opportunity, I would do it. He goes, I would. I if I didn't get hired, I would have gone to medical school. I would have put. I would have put my, my own money, gone to medical, school. I would have gone to nursing school. I would have done something else to put me in a position where I would have been." more of a an attractive candidate. And so I think that there are things like that that you can do if you feel like wow, these other people have they're in control of my fate. But to Danny's point, there's other things you can do while you're waiting to be picked. Yeah. You can make yourself be a better candidate or you can at least fulfill yourself on some other thing that you're doing. You could, you know, I mean you could volunteer to be, you know, the coach at your kids soccer or whatever and like feel a sense of purpose and meaning Even if, even while you're waiting for someone else to to hire you, so I do think there it's really important because it's so easy to spiral into depression. You know, when you have that helplessness and you feel like nothing you do matters. You know, as um, I interviewed Sean Acor years ago, this is when he had the Happiness Advantage came out, and he was like one of the first guys to bring positive psychology like really mainstream. And he was like, it's very simple. Optimism is where people feel like what they do matters. Like they have a Mm. locus of control over what they do. And pessimism, people already decided like it doesn't matter anyway. It's, you know, um, it just doesn't matter. And so one of the things that I was thinking about when you were talking to feel in control is you can, you know, um, just I'll bring it back to the point of an online business, like this idea of like, am I irrelevant or do I even know what I'm doing? go and learn from people who are doing well. Like to me, that was another thing too, is investing in myself. And again, that's one of the hardest things to do when you're in scarcity. But I was like, cool, if I don't feel like what I'm teaching is on the pulse of the industry, then let me go get in rooms where people are having success so I can be a success adjacent to learn what the fuck they're learning. And I've never felt as empowered as I did when I invested in my most recent mastermind, my most recent mentor. I was like, okay, whole new world opens up. Again, it's one of the hardest things to do when you're in scarcity is to invest. (laughs) But once you invest in yourself to learn the skills, then you start to feel in your power again. Then you start to be like, okay, I understand what's going on here. Like for me, I was I had this moment where I was teaching the blogging model. We've talked about this before. And then like five years into internet business, like it wasn't really like working for new people in the space anymore. And I was forced to look at, well, if it's not this, what is it? And so you have to have that like pivot mindset and realize that you might have to invest to learn the newest things so you can stay, have a level of self-confidence and a level of self-control or a level of control over the situation. So it's it's almost like everything you don't want to do are the things you have to do <laughs> to yank yourself out of it.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you brought up investing in yourself. And actually, when um, I've done my workshop on like the recession and what do you need to do, one of the biggest things is you have to invest in yourself. And this sometimes means like investing in yourself is a combination of things. It could be investing your time, it could be money, or it could be both. And a lot of times you have to invest time and money in order to get the skills that you need to learn to get yourself out of the situation you're in. So that could be going to the library and just reading and figuring things out. It could be getting on online courses. It could be hiring a coach or getting a ma- into a mastermind, but getting around people who can help you go to that next level. If you feel like, for whatever reason, say you're not getting hired because you don't have a degree, okay, do you need to go get that degree or are there skills that you can? start to learn to be able to get to that next level are there volunteer opportunities so you can get experience because maybe you don't have experience that you need to to get where you want to go ultimately it may take some kind of investment and the investment you make in yourself can never be taken away so right. all the skills I've I've ever learned or like courses I've taken things that I've learned about marketing things I've learned about copywriting um, just experience that I've gotten over the years, if you took away everything from me, my social media accounts, my my email list or whatever I have, I have the knowledge in my brain to do that again now. So investing in yourself can never be taken away because you now have the skills or the knowledge or whatever it is, that you can do something again and, and repeat it. It's like, someone could burn my degree. In fact, I don't even know where it is. It could be in the garage of my parents. <laughs> like I don't even actually know where my degree is, but it doesn't matter because the degree is really in my head. It's not the piece of paper, okay. right? It's like the showing up to the classes and the the things that I had to do, the discipline I had to like write my papers and, and finish it is what I really got. It's not the piece of paper that's hanging on a frame or in the garage somewhere. So investing in yourself is one of those things that is a big way you can also get out of scarcity. And it goes back to the same thing. It's doing something you can control. It's something you're able to do that's giving you confidence to keep moving forward. And even though it can feel scary, like I don't have the money for this, like maybe it's a course or a coach or a mastermind. If you can have that belief, that Whatever it is you're investing in, this is going to have an ROI, a return on investment. That's really what investments are about. Investments aren't – it's a difference between spending money and we we had um, Paige Pritchard on about overcoming overspending. There's a big difference between spending and investing. Spending mm. money is like you're not getting anything out of that. Like I bought a, I bought a rug because it looks cute on my floor. That's not really going to give me anything. But if I bu- bought a course that can teach me how to make more sales or be a better – uh, like copywriter, and I could take that skill of copywriting and sell it to other people. Then that's not something that's just sitting on my floor. That is something that I can fl- flip, so to speak, into making more and more and more money. And so investing is not a an expense. Investing is something that you get a return on, and that you can make um, multiply. And so I think it's super important that we address investing in yourself as something to help you get out of scarcity for Well,
1: sure. even just not even just the tactical, now you have something you can sell, right? Like that's the tactical side of the yeah. other side of it is energetic where you just go, yes, I am in the process of learning. You're building your self-worth. You're building yeah. high self-worth by doing that. You go like, yes, I'm actually, I'm learning and I'm, I'm actioning this thing and I'm invested and I'm on the pulse of what's going on and I get it. That alone, just the feeling of that is going to help you take way more action that maybe you wouldn't take if you were stuck in
0: scarcity. It's a good one. Oh, hundred percent. It's, yeah, it's like telling yourself you're a professional like, or you're taking yourself seriously. Yeah. It's like t- the difference between a hobby and like, I'm doing this. And so I'm making a real effort. You know, when I was um, speaking, I invested into a mastermind that was $20,000. And it's like, that went from me just speaking as a hobby to going I got to take this seriously now this is a lot of money and now I'm working on my writing skills and my presentation skills and I'm taking it a lot more seriously because I am considering this this is a professional investment this isn't just a you know $27 course that I took on the weekend this was like 5 days a, a week for 5 months time and money investment and I'm going to take this a lot more seriously so ultimately that's going to make sure that I have I I have more confidence and I can also demand more if I'm going to speak somewhere because I know I invested in myself. So if I'm asking somebody to pay me X number of dollars for a talk, I feel confident about asking for that because I fucking invested in this.
1: Yeah. It's so true. This is a good conversation. I think we should definitely have maybe a part two on this um, because I know this is super timely. I know that you're getting ready to launch your find the money project, which is going to help a lot of people start to feel more in control of their finances, which of course that's, that's part of this as well. So if we have that link, I don't know if we will by the time this airs, but if we do have that link, we'll throw it in the show notes, uh, or, it, or just get in on Danny's, uh, list to go to dannyj.com, Dani J with a, just a j.com and get on her email list. And you guys can get all the information. If you are feeling in scarcity right now, this is definitely, um, something that we are probably seeing a lot with especially with what's going on in the world and the economy and things like that. So get on her email list so you guys don't miss it. And uh, that's all I got. Do you have anything else?
0: Thanks, y'all. No, that was good. Love talking about this.
1: All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for your time and attention. And of course, as usual, if you have any ideas or any questions, anything you guys would like to riff on, anything that's going on in your life, we would love to hear about it. You can send us a DM at the best life podcast on Instagram, or you can join our closed Facebook group by going to the and clicking on the link to join it there. Uh, we always have good discussions in there and any questions, comments, concerns, anything you would like to riff on with us, let us know and we might uh, put it on an episode for you guys. That's all we got. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Bye.